back to the original Green Turtles Ravens Rap Show, the radio podcast live audience portion here. 92.7 WGMD, Delmarva's News Talk and Sports Station, and your home for Ravens football. Coming to you from the original Green Turtle in North Ocean City with Ravens just 44. Round of applause for all of them. Yes, 44. It's Mike Bradley from WGMD and the fan in Baltimore. Also, we've got former Baltimore court Bruce Laird and our special guest this week, Ravens owner Steve Bichotte. Round of applause. Steve was my childhood hero. <laughs> <laughs> personal joke. <laughs> Steve, let me go back to uh, I watched yesterday the uh, video of the State of the Ravens press conference again that you do at the end of every season. And you know, one of the things that you had made mention of, because as we know, you're a very successful business guy before you own the Ravens, and you said that basically you know, firing guys is not your way of showing your disappointment with the team's results. That's not the way you're built. That's not a good business model. The question is then, what has has made you so successful? How do you get those results without making some of those moves from time to time? Not that you haven't. We know that you moved on from Brian and, and hired John. But from the outside looking in, can you kind of explain a little bit further that comment? I mean, it's hard to explain it as much as it is a feeling of of uh, dealing with people that you have a level of confidence in in their competence. And um, I right right now, if I benched Joe Flacco. A bunch of people would be happy if I fired Ozzie Newsome. A bunch of people would be happy if I fired John Harbaugh. A bunch of people would be happy, and you know, I, 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 I look at them, and then I look at us as a team, and I don't think they're doing anything. I don't think they're doing anything wrong. I think a lot of this comes down to, and, and, and Bruce and I were just talking about this, is that I hate to tell you that all our planning comes down a lot to bouncing the ball. And we were talking about those interceptions. Never do you see two balls carry them off a receiver and turn into interceptions the way they did in that game. And that's the difference in that game. Max Williams should have gone down after he got the first down, and he didn't, and he the ball gets stripped. You know, I'd have a little more I'd have a little more tolerance for a skinny wide receiver having the ball stripped out when they stack him up. 260 pound guy. I'm not real happy with Max no, right you're not. now. <laughs> and I you know, get that. Tight ends don't get the ball stripped from them when they get stacked up. So, you know, when I go through it every week, if I if I polled our fans and said, fire John, fire Ozzy, and cut Joe Flacco, you'd yes have or no? no? There. You'd have no one left. Well, I'm saying yes or no, all or nothing. Yeah. Well, it's I, never that. It's never that, Stephen. And, and what, once, once you've become all in. And what I loved, and I want to tell the fans what I loved when he first bought this football team. 
he got it. it. It was back to the old school. I don't know ever who told him. He may have not heard it from anybody. But when I was a rookie, when I got to the National Football League, it was shut up, listen, and learn. Shut up. Listen and learn and take all that stuff. And when I saw this man take over this football team from Art Modell, where was he? You never saw him. He wasn't out there. He let Art do his thing. And I believe he, he didn't shut up, maybe. Publicly he did. But he, all he did was listen and learn and learn and listen. And then empower. And, and you've been very successful. Two Super Bowls we've had here. Now everyone's going through the whole thing, you know. God, but look at this league. This league, this league intrigues me from a 1993 player and, and back. It's like, I don't know. And and when we get right, right, Stevie, sometimes when, when coaches get to like, I, I don't know, it's scary. Not working again. Um, your, your microphones stink, by the way. Um, I didn't buy them. Talk to your production crew. <laughs> I have to evaluate people on on their ability to do their job over a long period of time. And that doesn't satisfy short-term thinkers. And that frustrates me to no end. But I understand it. I'm not telling you or anybody else how to be a fan. I'm just not going to let you influence how I'm going to be an owner. So all I can tell you is that if we had won in overtime, then we all would be on cloud nine. We'd be four and two. We'd be one of the best four teams in the AFC, and everybody would be happy. Instead, we're in the middle of the pack, one game back. If we make the playoffs this year, John Harbaugh will have made the playoffs in seven of ten years. When I fired Brian Billick, if, I, if, if John walked up there and said, I will be in the playoffs seven of the next ten years, you would have said, hallelujah, God bless you. But now, because they all came in at the same time, then you can say hasn't been in the playoffs in three of the last four years. So if he doesn't get the playoffs in four of the last five years, then the immediate reaction is off with his head. And yet that would still be 60% playoff success, which statistically it shouldn't be as, it shouldn't even be 40%, right? Yeah. That's 12 about, out of yeah. 32? Less than 40%. Yeah. Right? We're in the high 30s. So it really comes down to. Let me do my job based on my enormous amount of information that I get compared to what you see and what you read. And it's minuscule. Trust me, trust me that if I could pinpoint the problem, I would. But you asked me a question about my business, and my company when 
I retired, it was four billion in sales, and it's still being run by the same people, and it's twelve billion in sales now. So obviously, they didn't need me, which is why I'm run the Ravens. <laughs> I, I wasn't as important oh, as I a, thought I was. That's what we call a sweet, a sweet business model. That again, as I've always known you, you empower your. I people empower and I, to I do their job. And I and I evaluate them over but a long mean, period of time. And so you have to trust me that if there was a weak link. I would I would extricate myself from that problem. This is unlike my business, a, a collaboration of everything going right, and it, it you you really have to understand it before you start pointing fingers. So Marlon Humphrey, we take him and every and and half the people are happy and half the people say we're idiots because we should have taken somebody else. Marlon Brown is a pro's pro. He is, his father was an NFL player. His mother was an Olympic quality athlete. And when I met with them the day of the draft, I met with the three of them and I was in John's office and I came away so impressed with them. And I said to him, um, so tell me about this weakness that everybody's saying that you have, that you get beat deep. I watched some tape and I saw you, um, you know, that, that's, that, that's your weakness. That's the critics. And he said, I'll prove them wrong. So when he came out into camp in May and June, I kept watching him on the field and I said, why is he not pressing? He looks like a, well, you use a word that I'm not allowed to use here. Um, press these guys. Worried. We got a big first round corner. Press everything. Make him press everything. Well, the kid was playing soft because he wasn't going to get beat deep. Because that's his weakness. So they said. So he comes out and he said, nobody's going to beat me deep because I'm going to prove that my weakness is not there. And all he did was play off coverage and let everybody get a stop stick route for eight yards. Stick, eight, stop, ten, twelve, right, curl. Everything, everything was being completed on him. And so I talked to John. John sat down with him and he said, we've got two great safeties. You're not going to get beat over the top. Until you, if we need help, if you need help over the top, then we'll give it to you. It's not your job. But if you don't beat the shit out of that guy at the line of scrimmage, if, he, yes! if you never let him yes! get off the line of scrimmage, he can't beat you deep. There you go. And then, and then Marlon said, oh. gotcha. I got it. I'm in. All right. Now he, now he is what we want. Yes. All right, we're back for more next.